Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 2 Samuel chapter 19, and today's title is Gracious in Victory. Gracious in Victory. I know somebody who has told me before, very unashamedly, that they are a good loser and a sore winner. <laughs> they said, when I lose, I realize it's just a game. Like, I'm fine with it. It's fine. But man, when I win... I love to just rub it in their eye. I love to just, I'm awesome and you're not. And just have fun. And I'm like, you do know that's bad, right? I'm like, oh yeah, it's really bad. Just being honest. Well, I don't know about you, but we can all be like that. I know I can. We have this thing we'll do at my house where if we play a, a board game or whatever, if we win, the winner gets to sing that song from Queen. You know, we are the champions, my friends. You know, just rubbing it in, having fun. But some people do it on purpose. Sometimes they like to just completely just, you know, when they got them down, they go ahead and kick them while they're down, right? Well, obviously, that's not what God wants for us. And what we're going to get to see today is David, who God has chosen, is going to show us what it looks like to win with grace. And we're going to see more about that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to YouTube video. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast. It really does help. And join us at the Facebook group, Bible Breakdown Discussion, where the more we dig, the more we find. If you have your Bible, want to open it up with me to 2 Samuel chapter 19. Remember, the overall goal of 2 Samuel is God qualifies the cult. And so we have this moment where God has given David this wonderful victory. And if it had been anybody else, they may have then took that moment to kick the enemy while he's down. The enemy was David's own brothers and sisters and cousins and nephews and mom and them and all that kind of stuff. But instead, because of all the things that David has been through, now he is gracious in victory. So I want to read this together and see what God maybe will tell us when we experience victory in our life. Let's read it together. 2 Samuel chapter 19, verse 1. Wern soon reached Joab that the king was weeping and mourning for Absalom. Pause. Remember yesterday, Absalom died in a most embarrassing fashion. When David heard about it, he was distraught. But watch what happens. As all the people heard of the king's deep grief for his son, the joy of that day's victory was turned into deep sadness. They crept back into the town that day as though they were ashamed and as though they had deserted in battle. The king covered his face with his hands and kept on crying. Oh, my son, Absalom. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Then jo Joab went to the king's room and said, We saved your life today and the life of your sons and your daughters and your wives and concubines. Yet you act like this, making us feel ashamed of ourselves. You seem to love those who hate you and hate those who love you. You have made it clear today that your commanders and troops mean nothing to you. It seems as if Absalom had lived and all of us had died, you would be pleased. Now, go out there and congratulate your troops. For I swear by the Lord that if you don't go out, not a single one of them will remain here until evening. Then you will be worse off than before. So, the king went out, took his seat at the town gate, 
And as the news spread throughout the town that the king was there, everyone went to him. Meanwhile, the Israelites who had supported Absalom fled to their homes. And throughout all the tribes of Israel, there was so much discussion and argument going on. The people were saying, The king has rescued us from enemies and saved us from the Philistines. But Absalom chased him out of his own country. Now Absalom, whom we anointed to rule over us, is dead. Why not ask David to come back and be our king again? Then King David sent Zadok and Abathar the priest to say to the elders of Judah, Why are you the last ones to welcome back the king into his palace? For, for I have heard that all of Israel is ready. You are my relatives, my own tribe, my own flesh and blood. So why are you the last ones to welcome back the king? And David told them to tell Amasa, Since you are my own flesh and blood, like Joab, may God strike me and even kill me if I do not appoint you as commander of my army in his place. Then Amasa convinced all the men of Judah, and they responded unanimously. And they sent word to the king, Return to us and bring back all who are with you. So what happened was, is David was mourning. But Joab went to him and he said, Nah, now, this is a good thing. You need to celebrate this, but you need to do it not for your sake, but for the sake of others. And so David goes out. But because Joab has now, <laughs> Joab has now burned so many bridges that he's like, no, you're not going to be my commander anymore. Instead, this other guy, Amasa, is going to be the commander. Verse 15. So the king started back to Jerusalem. And when he arrived at the Jordan River, the people of Judah came to Gilgal to meet him and escort him across the river. Shimei, son of Gera, the man of Behunam and Benjamin, hurried across with the men of Judah to welcome the king, King David. A thousand other men from the tribe of Benjamin were there with him, including Ziba, the chief priest of the house of Saul, Ziba's 15 sons and 20 servants. They rushed down to the Jordan to meet the king, and they crossed the shallows of the Jordan to bring the king's household across the river, helping him in every way they could. As the king was about to cross the river, Shimei fell down before him. My lord the king, please forgive me, he pleaded. Forget the terrible thing that your servant did when you left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind. I know how much I have sinned. That is why I have come here today, the very first person in all Israel, to greet my lord the king. Then Abishai, the son of Zeruai, said, Shimei should die, for he cursed the Lord's anointed king. Who asked you for your opinion, you sons of Zariah? David exclaimed. Why have you become my adversary today? This is not a day for execution, for today I am once again king of Israel. So turning to Shimei, David vowed, Your life will be spared. Now Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson, came down from Jerusalem to meet the king. He had not cared for his feet, trimmed his beard, or washed his clothes since the day the king left Jerusalem. Why didn't you come up with me, Mephibosheth? The king asked him. Mephibosheth replied, My lord the king, my servant Ziba deceived me. I told him, saddle my donkey so I can go with the king, for as you know, I am crippled. Ziba has slandered me by saying that I refuse to come, but I know my lord the king is like the angel of God, so do what you think is best. All my relatives and I could expect was only death from you, my lord, but instead you have honored me by allowing me to eat at your table. What more can I ask? You've said enough, David replied. I've decided that you and Ziba will divide the land equally between you. Give him all of it, Mephibosheth said. I am content just to have you safely back again, my lord the king. Bezerali of Gilead came down from Regolim to escort the king across the Jordan. He was very old, 80 years of age, and very wealthy. 
He was one of the ones who provided food for the king during his stay in Mahanaim. Come across with me and live in Jerusalem, the king said to Bazarali. I will take care of you there. No, he replied. I am far too old to go with the king to Jerusalem. I am 80 years old today. I can no longer enjoy anything. Food and wine are no longer tasty, and I cannot hear the singers when they sing. I would only be a burden to my lord the king. Just go across the Jordan with the king is all the honor I need. Then let me return again and die in my own town where my father and my mother are buried. But here is your servant, my son, Kimham. Come, uh, let him go with my lord the king and whatever you want to give him, give him. Good, the king agreed. Kimham will go with me and I will help him in any way you would like and I will do for you anything you want. So all the people crossed the Jordan with the king, and after David had blessed Bezerali and kissed him, Bezerali returned to his own home. And the king crossed over Gilgal, taking Kimham with him. All the troops of Judah and half the troops of Israel escorted the king along the way. But all the men of Israel complained to the king. The men of Judah stole the king and didn't give us the honor of helping take you and your household and all your men across from Judah. The men of Judah replied, Oh yeah? The king is one of our own kinsmen. Why should you even get angry? We haven't eaten any of the king's food or received any special favors. But there are ten tribes in, in, in Israel. Ten other tribes in Israel, the others replied. So, we have ten times as much a right to the king as you do. What right do you have to treat us with such contempt? Weren't we the first ones to speak of bringing him back to, our, to be our king again? An argument continued back and forth, and the men of Judah spoke even more harshly than the men of Israel. And so, what do we get out of this? It is amazing how much people love to celebrate the winner. (laughs) They forget that when it comes to war, there are no winners. There's just those who survive. There are those who outlast the other ones. And that's a wonderful lesson for us, that there will be times in our life when people will turn their back on us. When people will say they're done with us, but God is faithful. And so I want to encourage you with something. When God blesses you, when God brings you out of that difficult situation, when God takes you to that next level, be so very careful in how you act. Because in the end, the reason why David wasn't so vengeful toward these people is twofold. Number one is because he knew that this victory belonged to the Lord. And then number two, the reason why was because he realized that it's not so simple. It's not so easy. God is the victor, and I'm just so happy to be king again. Celebrate the Lord and let the Lord decide to do from there. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, that we read that if we will stay faithful to you, you always bring about your justice in the end. I pray today, God, that when you send the victory, when you do what only you can do in our life, You will help us, Lord, to give you all the glory, to be gracious to everyone else, and to realize, God, that in the end, this is all about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, God's word says in 2 Samuel chapter chapter 7, your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. God's got a plan for you, and that is to have an everlasting relationship with him. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 2 Samuel chapter 20.